And I'm Kyle Meredith. It is WFBK Winter Wednesday, the final one of the season. And Mr. John Paul White's going to be closing it out, closing the doors. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds so ominous. It's you, I'm, man. I'm the perfect guy to, yeah, to end this thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's the doom, the, the big gray cloud floating into the uh, Clifton Center. Uh, I get that a lot. I do. I embrace that a lot as well. So bring it on. We think of you as a sweet guy, but I mean, it's it's gothic yeah. Americana, isn't it? I, you know, um, some of it's you know, some of it's show, and some of it's not. I'm I am a, I am definitely a very reserved uh, guy, and I I tend to live on the edges of everything. You know, the the dark side is what usually is the most uh, is the is what's most intriguing for me. Yeah. So. John Paul White living on the edge. Yeah, <laughs> Bon Jovi <laughs> covers. Yeah, was that? Bo- I thought that was that Bon Jovi. That was Aerosmith. Wait, no, living on the edge it's of a Aerosmith. broken heart. Oh, Vixen. a different one. Yeah, Vixen. We're doing two different. We just did an eighties metal segment. I think we? we can close this out right now. That's it's all downhill. <laughs> I would so much more rather talk about eighties <laughs> metal than me. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I have my notes here, and I I have like a few songs, and we'll get to it. But on one of them, I said, you know, "Fight for You." That's your heavy metal song. Mm. You it know? is. It as is. far as the album Beulah goes, that's your is, heavy metal song. It is me trying to get away with you know those old uh, Zeppelin riffs. I sneak them in there whenever I possibly can. Yeah, yeah. I know you're a fan of music, and, and you played some covers in the past. But uh, I mean, do you ever rip that out at home? You ever go in just like I can't do this. I've I've got to play something. And shred. Yeah. Just. I very seldom play at home, honestly. I've got, uh, you know, I've got four kids, three at home, Mm -hmm. and they will destroy my guitars. So at some point, I just decided, you know what, and I play all the time. So when I'm home, I just want to relax. So I very, very seldom play if I'm not on the road. Now, after saying that, my 14-year-old, has he's got the bug. Oh. So he shreds. I mean, the faster, the better. And so I help him. With that, and that's been so much fun. <laughs> he told me, he said, Dad, I want to learn how to play guitar. Will you help me? And I said, yeah, I'd love to help you. And he said, okay, but I don't want to play like you. <laughs> I was That was my question. It's like, how does he feel about what you're you know, putting out? That's, that's he, so Dad's music. That's... He loves it, uh, <laughs> but, he, but he stands outside of it and loves it. It's mm-hmm. not who he is, and, sure. and I've... I've really pushed him to, you know, figure out who he is and what mm-hmm. you love. And that doesn't mean that that's all you can love. And so he's very supportive and and, and loves what I do. But he wants to be James Hetfield. He does not want oh, to really? be John. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, you know, fortunately, you know the history of rock. It's like you can still guide him to some of these bands. Like, I know, yeah. these, I know these artists. He's listening to the same records I did. and I And I didn't make that happen, but... When I was his age, I was listening to Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and Megadeth and Metallica and ACDC and all this stuff. And that's exactly who he listens to. Yeah. Um, although he's filled in the blanks with the Internet, he can hear anything he wants, anytime he wants. So I can't even imagine what that would have been like. It would have been to have all of that. Blissful. Yeah. I mean, you get in those teenage years and you get so instantly obsessive. I mean, you, yeah. you remember how that feeling is. You don't have to try. You're obsessed. Yes. And, and the way it comes in, you, you, I mean, I remember, you know, you would I'd go and buy the CD or whatever, and I'm in Litchfield, Kentucky, in the middle of nowhere, you know, and Walmart, I think, is the only thing. And you, you run and get Same it, you way. run home, and on the very first listen, I've got the booklet open, and I'm trying to memorize every single yeah. word. Like, But if I had everything, in my, I don't know how I would have dealt with it. I, I have a theory that it's, it's, it's not for the best, because... <laughs> 
I did the exact same as you, and I would mm-hmm. I would read every liner note. I'd read mm-hmm. who produced it, who wrote it, what label put it out, right. all those things. And some of it didn't make any sense to me, but I memorized it all because it was all I had. Yeah. And the only songs I could learn was the ones that I owned or my friends owned or Top 40 radio would play. So you were just limited to that, and so you obsessed about them. Mm-hmm. But now he's got everything yeah. at his fingertips, and so he just kind of glides over it all. There's There's... It's few and far between that a song really hooks him and he gets Mm -hmm. super into it. And, you know, it's just a completely different existence. The problem with that is as a producer of music, it's tough. There's so much noise out there. There's so many people vying for his attention that, I mean, the odds are so against you that you get that attention. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll say as a music fan now... Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I just spend all my time trying to hear every song that's ever created. Yeah. But I don't spend the time that I used to. It, you know, I don't know that I would at this point either. Yeah. So it's, you know, I do want to hear all the sounds all at one time. <laughs> uh, and as a consumer, you're exactly right. It's great. It's yeah. a great time to be alive. But as an artist. But as an artist, it's tough. Yeah. Um, now, having said all that, you know, anyone can make a record in their bedroom and have it up online and available within an hour Mm -hmm. and you know that changes the entire playing field and and so it used to be that you had to have a major label deal Mm -hmm. to get distribution so that you and i as kids would ever hear their record without distribution we would never know a band existed right so that's great for artists that you have that voice now that you didn't used to and you can promote a record for so much cheaper um but everyone's figured that out. Yeah, that's so, true. It's tough. I'm going to bring back around to you because you're talking about that stuff that you grew up listening to. How do you then go from you know all the heavy sounds to eventually uh, a record like Beulah, which is yeah. this beautiful record, but is completely, I mean, when, when did you settle with this sound? I, I don't know if I ever have. I think every single time I make a record, I have morphed from the last record. Mm-hmm. And... You know, 2006, 2007, I made my first solo record. It was definitely more a rock and roll record. Mm-hmm. And then with the Civil Wars, you know, with uh, being part of a duo, it was kind of an it was kind of an amalgamation of two people's different um, uh, experiences and and loves for music. And so now I'm back in that place of all right. You know, I, I, I say what goes on every single note here and where who what what does go, what does make sense and what what blows my skirt up. And so with it's a nice Beulah, skirt, too. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's it's not as cheap as I look. Um, the the thing with with Beulah is that it came so fast and furious mm-hmm. that I had no time to even think about what it should or should not sound like it once i finally turned on the tap it came out really quickly and you get what you get and warts and all Mm -hmm. and i'm very proud of it for that reason i'll probably never make another record that way you know everything else probably will be more thought about but that record was just almost stream of consciousness it came out so fast and um i'm really proud of it yeah i mean i don't know how it couldn't have i mean there was so much happening in your life and you know we were talking a little bit off off mic here like i don't know exactly how much of it pertains to you know your previous band the civil wars but when you have that in your mind and as a fan how can you not 
it starts the, the stories, you know, yeah. it's well, very interesting to look at. It's, it's funny. I looked back at it as, after I r- had written songs and I'd look at it and be like, oh, God, what's, <laughs> what are people going to think this means? Yeah. And, and, and so I changed the lyric on some of it because I didn't want to I didn't want people to think that I was, you know, pulling from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the songs weren't as good for it. So I put them back the way they were and said, you know, hell with it. I mean, the song was meant to be written the way it was written. And, you know, I I have always said, and I still always say that I do not write intensely biographically because that bores me. Mm -hmm. Uh, It bores me when other people do it. I like songs that I can imagine myself as the character in the song. Um, instead of something that's so intensely biographical that I have to just stand outside of it and marvel at it, mm-hmm. I'd rather it be vague and allow the listener in and make it their story. And so that's how I tend to write. I don't tend to write just about myself. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, bits and pieces of you show up in those things, especially if you're really just a conduit and letting the stuff fall out. It comes from everything you've heard, seen, touch, read, whatever. It, it all comes from there. And I can say that, you know, you succeed in this, too. I mean, the album does have universal. I mean, everything you're talking about, any of us could go through. I think it's mm-hmm. just when, you know, people follow it, it's hard for them to go, not go, hey, it's, it's, it's that, it's that, yeah. you know, and it kind of ends up what it is, I guess. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I, 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 I tried for a minute to avoid it, but it, it weakened the material, so... I but by the next record, it'll yeah. all be gone. That's true. <laughs> you know what? It, it's funny. Uh, I think Jason Isbell was the one. Somebody said something about, well, now you're married and kid and sober and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, are the are those songs going to go away? He's like, man, any moment of any day, you know, you can read about or think about or you can experience um songwriting material darkness mm-hmm. happiness whatever i mean it's all around us all the time so and i tend to write about the sun when it's raining so as happy as i am at home and as happy as i am with my kids and everything you know i'm i'm always drawn to those kind of songs mm-hmm. so i'm not going to uh, mislead anyone and say that my next record will be happy <laughs> cuz it probably won't and i'm okay with that yeah well, we're fans for a reason. Yeah. You want to play us a happy song? No. No. <laughs> no. Should I go? Should I just go? Is this, this is happy it. song hour? This is not a happy song hour. I want to hear a John Paul White song. John Paul White's uh, playing tonight at the Clifton Center for WFBK's Winter Wednesday with River Wireless on there on the bill. The details are at WFBK.org. Uh, what are you going to play? Uh, Once in Future Queen. All right. It's 91.9. Someone's out there praying for 
John Paul White, the once and future queen, which you can hear on his uh, album Beulah. You're on 91.9 WFPK. That's um, it's about Beyonce, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all wish. <laughs> it's a song you wrote about Beyonce. Yeah. And good for you. Thank you very That's much. Good. Some, uh, somebody down the road uh, wrote that I wrote it about my daughter. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> No, <laughs> no. What? I'm I'm dark. I'm not that dark. So no, it's not. Uh, John Paul White playing tonight at the uh, Clifton Center for WFBK's Winter Wednesday. 
Uh, again, the details are WFBK.org. I was, I was thinking it, with the Beyonce and the Grammys mm-hmm. and everything, and Sturgill winning Country Album of the Year. Yeah. I don't know if you know Sturgill. I do. I assume, you know, it's a small community. Well, we it all is, end up knowing but, everyone. you know, he and I are both, uh, I wouldn't say antisocial, but we're, we're not the hangout, you know, uh-huh. at the at the bar after the show kind of guys. So I've, I've only been around him a little, but uh, I dig the guy. Yeah. We got a lot of mutual friends. You kind of skirt on, you know, the country music side of things. Do you yeah. think that'll change what they're doing in Nashville at all, that he's winning, you know, the no. country album of the year? Does that does that push that needle at all? No. 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 I, and, and that's not a they should or they shouldn't kind of statement. I think I think it will open the door for a lot more, a lot of people that I think they may take some more chances mm-hmm. with some stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, they're paid to follow that dollar sign Mm -hmm. and market share and what the test, the focus groups tell them to do. And, and, and again, that's, that's no indictment. They, they are doing the job that they were given and what Sturgill does and what I do and what Mm -hmm. Jason does. Mm -hmm. And it's apples and oranges, really. It's true. What's country and what's not country. Who cares? I mean, it's an old question and it's a invalid question. I, I think, What's good and what's not is really the question. You know, when people gripe about the way music is made and the instrumentation and all that and whether there's enough twang or there's not, that's not the problem. It's just the actual quality of the songs. And Sturgill spends a lot of time, and Jason does too, and and there's a long list of them. Chris Stapleton, Mm -hmm. that song is first and foremost. And... You know, they're not going to polish something up like some will. It's uh, at the root of it. It's it's great. And, uh, you know, I I, I aspire to that. Um, I don't aspire to sales. I don't aspire to market share or anything. And you can, you know, my <laughs> my career will show that. <laughs> but, you know, I sleep really well at night. Yeah. That's, that's how I choose to go about it. Well, again, I mean, there's a reason why we're fans, yeah. and, and it shows. Of course, we're fans of Sturgill and Jason. We we play yeah. we play all of them, and yeah. it's our type. Just one of those things where you know when you you get lumped in Americana and country and whatever that is. I was kind of laughing because you know what you were saying and, and going back to your son is that that's that's nearly a millennial statement right there. It's like mm-hmm. you know genre is out. You like what you like, and you want the good song. So yeah. congratulations and welcome to the uh, millennial generation. Oh, You've, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I've I've had grief about that before. Like you know. We should preserve, you know, the mm-hmm. the country music thing. We we have a, uh, and you are a, in a sense, by the way. Well, that's in what the I old style is, that we yeah, we well, feel then about. Then go it. make a country record. Yeah. Go make a record that you deem country. I mean, at the end of the day, none of us are, none of the people that make music that I love mm-hmm. go into that studio, um, intending to make a country record or a non-country record. No, they just go in and write the best songs they possibly can and record them in the best way that they possibly can and perform them in the best way that they can. And anybody that goes in with, you know, we have to write, make this a country, whatever that means, country record, and pay homage to our ancestors, I think usually fall flat of the mark because when they made those records... It was timely, mm-hmm. and the records Sturgill's making now and that Jason's making now, those are timely records. And But they hearken back to those people that were their heroes, mm-hmm. and you can hear it in there. Um, 
you know, country is probably the one genre that that is holds on so tightly to that. You know, no one rock doesn't, mm. jazz doesn't. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've heard someone say it, it's not exactly, it's not ever been a purist format no. because it's always changed and everything, and it's always yeah. been people like me that's like, come on, what is that? You know, I'm yeah. the one complaining. Yeah, you know, but and it's I, it's never I been a purist it. format. It's, but I usually don't complain that they're ruining country, whatever. Uh, I just think, man, they're making some really horrible <laughs> records, just quality-wise yeah. horrible records. And so that's really the beef for me. Right. And uh, Why put out more yeah. bad music but in the, the world? But at the end of the day, yeah. millions of people are buying those records. It's true. So who's... Laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, who's yeah. right and who's wrong? I, I guess it's kind of a the, the parallel with the Trump phenomenon. You know, it's like, who's buying these records? Who's voting for this guy? Uh-huh. Millions. <laughs> It may not be you. Not the popular vote, but, you know, it's... Yeah. So there there are a lot of people really happy about the music that's being made. Mm -hmm. And good for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eat it up. And and I I do subscribe to that because I I am a belief in music and the power of music. And as long as you're listening... Then that's yeah. that's the bottom line. If you're listening and you're enjoying, then yeah. we all still get to keep doing what we're doing. Which is exactly the parallel with politics: mm-hmm. is that people are definitely listening and paying attention and doing and getting involved. Mm-hmm. And so, if there is a bright side to all of this, it's that people are awake. Yeah, and you know, music can use that too. We're all woke. Well, yeah, that's what my <laughs> kids say. <laughs> John Paul White, you're on 91.9 WFPK. I want to ask before we get to the second song real quick, though. Uh, you know, you, you didn't think that you were going to do this record and it just happened. Now that you're back on the horse, yeah. you think it's going to be... I'm, I'm staying on. You're on the yeah. horse. For the foreseeable future. You know, I, I, and I say all the time, I want to do this for the rest of my life. But what I want to do for the rest of my life is be happy. Yeah. And when I play shows right now, I'm very happy. I'm enjoying playing these songs. I'm enjoying meeting people and reconnecting again. But I'll tell you right now, you know, when that's not the case, I'll go home because I've got a great thing. Yeah. And uh, they'll welcome me with open arms. So it's, uh, you know, it's record by record, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. for me. I'm, uh, that's my only rule. I, I just want to be happy from now on. Well, we're happy that you're happy doing this right now. I love the record, Beulah. Uh, John Paul White is playing tonight at the Clifton Center, helping us close out the WFPK Winter Wednesday season. You can get the details at WFPK.org. On a new guitar for yeah. this second song, What's uh, what are you going to get to close us out here? All right, I'm going to do one that I think y'all been playing. This one's called What So. All right, it's 91.9 WFPK.
understand that you don't get above the reason. Oh, you don't get above your reason. Cause it's one more the summer and two for the storm and three for the ready to get on. On Paul White's What's So 919 WFPK. I love that subtle note change in the bridge right there towards oh, the end. That's such a good song. Uh, the new album, Beulah, is out. He will be uh, closing out tonight's WFPK Winter Wednesday at the Clifton Center, WFPK.org. And thank you for dropping by and playing and for the great conversation, man. Pleasure, man. I, I enjoy it. I'm not usually so talkative, so there must be something about y'all. It's my eyes. Is that what it means? It's my eyes. I've been away from home for a while. That's probably what it is. I know. I know. <laughs> Weakness. Thank you so much for dropping by, man. Thanks, man. Have we'll, me again. Yep. We'll see you tonight. Stop by anytime.